As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Takeoff Experience, where I sit down with highly driven people to talk about their journey, their failures, and their successes. If you want to take off in your career, your business, your finances, or your mindset, then this podcast is for you. Welcome back to the Takeoff. We got a special guest blessing us in the booth. Uh, so, Renish is a financial coach that helps her clients build and create more wealth. So, I'm super excited about this episode. This isn't one that you can miss out on going to learn a lot from Renish today. How are you doing today? I'm well, thank you. And yourself? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Um, you know, I'm always busy, like, creating content and, you know, bringing the podcast back is... I've missed it, to be fair, because uh, the, the conversations and what I learn for myself, I know, you know, sometimes selfishly, I think it's just been, it's just been amazing. So I'm really looking forward to our conversation today. So... I always start the podcast with this question and the <laughs> listeners will know what this question is. What is your worst financial mistake? Oh, okay. Um, my worst financial mistake. Mm-hmm. It probably would be, um, you know, when you go to a nice restaurant or you see a restaurant online, okay. you think, yeah, I can't wait to go. Cause I love restaurants. Um, and then you go and you spend big money and then the food's mm-hmm. like crap. So I've done that a few times. Um, I remember this particular restaurant and I was just vexed because mm-hmm. it was a hundred and odd pounds. And I just, it just weren't nice. Really? That, that's, that was it? That was bad for a hundred and something? Yeah, because I had to say tra- that, you should splurge. Yeah, but I had traveled quite far, like mm-hmm. out of city, more than out of like It was a two okay. hour drive for this restaurant. And then when wow. I got there, it was supposed to be like fine dining and this, it just looked pretty, mm. but it didn't taste. Other than that, I, I don't regret some decisions I've made financially. Like it, to other people, it may look very risky, but for me, it's, it's paid off. Um, and and what, what, when, I, when you said that question, I did think there was a time where I remember when I worked mm. in the corporate world and I went to Thailand and um, to be fair, I probably shouldn't have went. I, I didn't really have the funds. And I remember using mm-hmm. my overdraft and so forth to go. So one could say, you know, 
that was a bit risky, you know, but actually it changed my life going to Thailand. So, uh, yeah, no, I'd, I'd probably say, yeah, that restaurant, I was vexed. Cause I traveled. <laughs> the restaurant <laughs> is what you were vexed about, bad. So the food, what, what did you order that was so bad? Lobster, prawns. Lobster, prawns, tasting I'm, bad, really? I'm, I'm a seafood person. It just weren't nice. Wow. And if I say the That's area, you probably may figure it out. Um, but what I will say is that I went to a restaurant again, um, this time with different friends, and it was it was much better. So okay, so maybe there's something wrong that day. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Something was going on, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, oh, sorry, I actually got one more. Lending okay. people money and not getting back my money, having to beg yeah. back my money. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, that's another one. It. Yeah, that's another one. Yeah, just just give back my money. <laughs> It's a touchy, it's a touchy thing lending people money. I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever, uh, no, okay, no, I've been in a situation where people haven't given it back to me, and like these, I think these days, do you even, do you still do that? Do you, do you only lend it to people you trust or? A mixture, um, mixture, yeah. I, I, I typically lend, and I, I lend without. If you give it back to me, you give it back to me. Yeah, but yeah, if you yeah. Don't give it back to me. I'll, I probably won't lend you again. Um, yeah. So yeah, I've I've sort of changed the way I think about it now. Um, but yeah, I'll probably say that like you know those ones when you you know it was easy when <laughs> when you were asking me and then now I'm the one chasing you back. But I I, I I'm not doing that. You, you know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's mad, isn't it? It's mad, isn't it? Like somebody stresses you about it. And then you don't stress them about it, but they just take the mick. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. People can act funny with money. And I'm sure, you know, through your experience, which we'll explore, you'll be able to, like, tell us, like, sort of some of the things that you've seen. Okay. So can you give us a little bit of an insight into the day and life of Ranish? Oh, it changes. It's, it's, I, I really like it because it's very varied as an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. as a coach, as a yeah as a family member as a friend as a this as a that uh but a day in a life so i typically start my day from about 7 a.m and i will start mm-hmm. with like prayer and reading the bible uh for about an hour and then um from about eight o'clock onwards i typically do like a bit of personal development so whether that be reading a book or um meditating listening to some some sort of development thing i i would typically do and that kind of fluctuates uh, um on a day-to-day how long i do it so i might break it up throughout the day and may not do yeah. the full hour but my intention is always to kind of just do the full hour get it out of the way and then i can kind of get into what i want to do and then my day typically just starts like in a sense of meetings um monday tuesday now i've kind of shifted the way i operate in terms of work because sometimes as an entrepreneur what you can find is that you're just in the business so you're just like you know doing the day-to-day stuff the coaching the this the that actually and then not focused on the visioning like developing the business side the strategy so how I've kind of shifted my routine now is that Monday, Tuesday is me working in the business, Wednesday, mm-hmm. Thursday, and somewhat Friday, um, working on okay. the business, like developing it, growing it, and, you know, connecting. Um, and then, yeah, I, I typically um, um, enjoy attending, you know, networking events, building relationships mm-hmm. and things like that. So I, I, I tend to be getting out of the office because I've 
kind of find that for a period of time, I was just at home, like in my office. Yeah. Um, but actually, it's really important for me and for my well-being to get out. Uh, and yeah. sometimes also what I do is I work from like a really nice location on a Friday. So Friday is like a real laid back day for me. So I really love Fridays. Um, and, and yeah, just really encourage me to get out because it's very mm-hmm. easy to kind of just sit, stay at home. I'm very comfortable at my, in my home. Um, and yeah, just kind of work this way. So yeah, that's typical. But for example, tonight, um, I've after this call, I've got a one-to-one coaching session and then I've got a group yeah. coaching session and wow. then we're planning an event. So then um wow. all I today. To, I need to speak to the videographer and this, that and uh. wow. so it, it literally fluctuates. Um today I had to because I know I'm working quite late today, I had like um a nap during the day. Um okay. so I got up early, did my morning stuff. Then um, took a nap, a worked out, uh, did a couple of hours of working on the business, um, and here I am now. <laughs> wow! Wow! Yeah. Wow! 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 You 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 got a long day ahead of you. I mean, some people have already finished work and, and are going to be listening to this. This is this is mad. Wow! Wow! Excellent! Excellent explanation. And I think we'll we'll definitely get on into into the whole work-life balance and how it's different between like your nine to five and entrepreneur and how, yeah, sure. how you sort of manage that, you know, later on in conversation. But I wanted to kind of take it back to, you know, like your origins, right? Because I feel like for a lot of people, right, is it is this something they're born with? Is it something that they develop? Is it something that they get from their parents? So we're just trying to understand all of that so we can also develop ourselves. Um, so yeah, so where are your parents actually from? And were you born and raised in the UK? somewhere else or yeah so my parents actually both of them are actually from the uk um okay. but my descendant is uh jamaican um okay. my grandparents are from jamaica and so forth okay and are they entrepreneurs as well or you don't yeah know yeah yeah my dad okay. yeah yeah they are actually um okay. yeah my dad's wow. an entrepreneur okay. my mum's done a mixture um my grandparents not so much very you know they, they mm-hmm. they've had good jobs um, and they've sort of actually stayed within the companies that they've worked with. Um, but actually how I kind of got exposed to the accounting side was my uncle, he was an accountant and that's kind of how I knew about, uh, accounting and finance because he used to okay. be one. So yeah, I remember him with his suitcase and I would be intrigued at, you know, when I would visit, visit my family's house, what he would be doing. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think he, whether he realizes it or not, he actually exposed me to it for sure okay wow and then that's at that point you were like yeah I want to do accounting that's what I like I like doing that. yeah do you know what I I actually when I was younger wanted to be an air hostess and then I remember okay tra- interesting traveling <laughs> I remember traveling and then yeah. I was like nah like because it's because I remember um <laughs> we would like press the button at these times I remember I yeah. can't remember where we went but you would press the button and then the air hostess would come to you <laughs> And I realized, no, nah, this is not what I want to do anymore. Um, <laughs> why? So, well, because you're what, what? Why? Why? I want to ask you. I don't want to make an assumption. Why, why um, is no, that something you want to do? Because I didn't want to work in a... Re- it's, it's, I mean, forgive me if I say this wrong <laughs> to all the air hostesses, mm. but you're, you're basically like a waitress on in the air. Okay, okay. So I, 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 I don't want right. to be a waitress. So it just didn't... Okay. Um, excite me but what excited me was yeah. the traveling what excited me was uh, you know I like serving others I like helping others yeah, yeah. I, 
yeah when I really not in that it, way though yeah, yeah. Not, not in that way yeah it just didn't okay. didn't really spark me and then I also heard you know you had to be a certain height and really a certain height yeah you have to be like a certain height well I don't know if that's still the case now but okay. at those times okay. I remember hearing that and so I mean I'm five foot two so wow that's I, I don't, I don't that, that's interesting yeah wow wow that's cool though that you that you realize that you didn't want to you know that you pinpointed what you liked and what you didn't like because a lot of people can't figure that out that, that early yeah on. I, you know that's a big thing that I'm noticing especially working with my clients that um they lack vision they they lack purpose mm. they kind of get into the mon- mm. mundane of the day-to-day working life you get a good job yeah. um and then you kind of just work up work through the ladder but actually mm-hmm. there's something inside deep inside that people yeah. want to do but they kind of hide behind their job they hide behind their finances and they don't do what they're called to do and actually if you were to ask me how would I introduce myself I would say hi my name is Renish Myers I'm a finance coach founder of Money Heave and I help professionals and entrepreneurs mm-hmm. to stop hiding behind their finances and go and do what they're supposed to do go and do all it like live on purpose that's that's for me and that's what I'm doing right now I'm living on purpose I get to choose okay for example um myself and a great friend who's a coach like Mm -hmm. I literally said you know I I just feel like it dropped on my spirit I want to do an event and now we're doing an event like it's it's that's it possibilities like um is it testing yeah but we're willing to do the work we're willing to show up and make this happen people have bought the tickets it's happening whether we're ready or not Mm -hmm. uh and uh (laughs) yeah so i just i love that creation piece of working in the entrepreneur space that Mm -hmm. you know i get to co-create with god (laughs) speak properly and I'll get ahead of myself but you know I I get to have an idea and I get to see that out whereas when I worked in the corporate world there's sort mm-hmm. of there's processes you know you yeah a lot of my ideas probably wouldn't have got that far um some did some didn't so yeah whereas I don't really have that now um so yeah 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 and talking about that because I wanted to understand so okay so you did accounting at university i'm assuming is that what you did you studied that and then you became an accountant was it or you like you were training to be become a a, you know fully qualified um, accountant, right yeah so i actually started off in the church i started off uh, in a local church as a treasurer and then i studied i I did a levels in accounting and then i obviously went on to uni etc and then i um got a job as an assistant commercial accountant and then I just worked mm-hmm. my way up. So alongside that, you could do exams. But because of the courses that I picked at university, um, I got certain exemptions. So I was part qualified. Um, yeah. And yeah, whilst I was working, I was working towards becoming a chartered accountant. But yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't, it, it was quite challenging for me to balance both of them. Um, okay. But I realized actually, I didn't have the heart for it like that, if that makes sense. Okay. Because now I'm obsessed, well, I don't really like using that word, but I'm somewhat obsessed with my business. I could, Mm -hmm. I used to be, I remember there was a time I wanted to go, I was so obsessed. I remember there was a time, I'm kind of embarrassed saying this, but 
I, I needed to go toilet. I, and I didn't. I was so engrossed in my work that I can't even be asked to go to the bathroom. Like, yeah. I know it's ridiculous, but just kind of showing you the work ethic in terms of when you're passionate about something, you'll make it work. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I've put everything into this business. Like, yeah. all, I'm all in. I, I don't have a plan B. I wouldn't know what to love do. That. I love yeah. that. Wow. Okay, so this is this is because because you're you're at a point where you are you are doing well and it's successful, but I want you to take me back to the point where you were in your nine to five as an accountant, deciding to transition. Actually, how did the idea come up anyway for like you know transitioning? Yeah, so I would say so. Um, I got to a point in my career. So I was twenty five. I was working as a finance manager, um, which is really good um, in terms of progression. And the next sort of stage would be like finance, financial controller or financial director. But actually, again, there was something inside of me. This was a great opportunity. And I remember feeling really bad because I would get trained by the deputy director. Like, they really invested in me. (laughs) Um, And so, but it wasn't what I wanted. The way, the hunger I have in my business is, is so attractive. It's so... Just my ethic alone, my consistency will get me to where I need to be. I truly believe okay. that makes sense. Okay. Like, but yeah, I, I didn't I didn't have that passion, that full mm-hmm. passion. I was just kind of doing it. If it was good, okay. it paid well. It was a great opportunity. And so I kind of got caught up in the name. So around about that, you know, the position, I got kind of caught up in all of that. And then mm-hmm. being the next level's financial controller or financial director, like I just yeah. kind of got in the titles and the organization um but actually did i really 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 enjoy what i was doing no i didn't so um and i had to be honest with myself and i think a lot of people are not honest with themselves they're just in a really good job they feel like they should be really grateful and so they they play small sometimes you know Mm -hmm. okay um so yeah that's kind of it started do you know where it really started and i mentioned that holiday to thailand that holiday to Thailand changed my life because my eyes had never, ever seen such beauty. It was paradise. Me and my friends, (laughs) like, oh, it was just, I came back and I was sick, like, of work. I was like, oh, come here. Like, it was just. misery. (laughs) It was just, I I didn't, you know when people say I've got holiday blues, I used to think, what are you talking about? I had, I actually Googled it. What is holiday blues? I really had had that. And then from there, I just made a decision. I can't do this anymore. And yeah. I handed in my notice. But it wow. didn't, it didn't, I didn't plan to do it like that. But it, but okay. where I saw, what I saw, I'm like, no, nah, there's more to life. This, this isn't it yeah. for me. I cannot stay here anymore. Like, I can't, I, you know, I can't. And then after that, what I did was I went actually to work in Ghana. So again, when I talk about living on purpose, this was me living on purpose. Ghana, I, why Ghana? I took, cause that's where the opportunities were. That's where the opportunities okay. were. So it was, um, I was working as a consultant and okay. they gave me, I think, three choices of different countries. And I put myself forward for the one in Ghana. Um, I, I don't know why. But, and the funny thing is, I actually got paid peanuts. Uh, it was it was a crazy move. It really was a crazy wow. move. But it felt right and I wanted to mm-hmm. get away from the off like all of that i just wanted to go into yeah. a new 
environment. And for me, this where the living on purpose really started for me. So I would, I went, I, when I was over there, I had a team and basically we would go into small to medium sized businesses and consult them. So obviously with my accounting background, that's what I would bring to the table, but also managing the team to consult these businesses so that they will go to the next level and it was just yeah. good you know i was pretty much like a local um i don't know if yeah. you've been to ghana but they have like trotro I, no, yeah, like, I would even get on the bus like wow. some, sometimes I, I, I was like no i'm ubering it but <laughs> typically speaking I, I typically live like a local for yeah. that period of time but yeah i think, think towards the end I was like, we're not doing the bus anymore. We're getting on the Uber. <laughs> so, um, no, but it was a really, really good experience for me. And it allowed, mm. gave me time to think. It allowed, it yeah. gave me time to get, even tap into my history, my roots, like yeah. um, culture and things like that. And black yeah, history. And, and Very like important. That. It really is. And I, I even just going to Ghana and going to a shopping centre, and seeing um, black people in yeah. <laughs> all, all in the shop. Like, I was like, wow, I've never seen it before. I know that sounds probably crazy, yeah. but I never yeah. had seen so many black people before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everywhere, everywhere. You're like, whoa, this is crazy. And it wasn't yeah. brought down more. It was a good yeah. more. And um, yeah, it just really opened my eyes to possibilities and it encouraged me there's so many boss women in ghana like mm-hmm. oh my goodness like it, it really encouraged me and empowered me and um yeah when i came back um i was like i'm not just taking any job i really have to enjoy it like so i made a decision like what do you like doing and i remember i was like i used to watch a lot of films and um I watched, you know, Netflix and all of that. And I actually remember reading in the, I don't know why I got to the credits, but like it said production accountant. I'm like, what's this role? Literally Googled it. I was like, I can do this. And yeah, that's how I got into the film and TV industry. And then I worked in film and TV industry and yeah, that was it. So for me, that was living on purpose because what I love about the actors and actresses is that they're doing their they're living on purpose. I'm attracted mm-hmm. to that. Like I really realized that when I, um, I thrive off that, like when people mm-hmm. do what they really enjoy, it just brings out mm-hmm. this energy in people. And yeah. I really, really admire it. So, you know, and, and, and this is part of my coaching and my teaching. Um, I, I really want to encourage you to live on purpose, but again, mo- a lot of people feel like they can't because of yeah. their financial situations, their mortgage, mm-hmm. their this, their that. And so it can really entrap people into yeah. working and not really yeah. living, if that makes sense. So yeah, 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 yeah. Living to work, or is it the other way around? Working to live, working to live instead of living to work, or something like that. I don't know. But yeah, okay. Wow, wow. What a story. That's a that's an epic story. So then you so you got to Netflix, right? Yeah. So what role did you say that you were doing there? Was so. That- do you know what actually when I got to you know I had to start pretty much again because the really? whole industry wow. yeah so even though I was a finance manager I had to go in as yeah. a trainee because the film wow. and TV industry is a niche in itself so insane. yeah so I had to put my pride aside and I didn't care because I just I still got paid well anyway mm-hmm. so it didn't even matter to me like but I, mm-hmm. I really I'm not caught up with a, a job title if that makes yeah, sense yeah 
So, yeah, I, I had to go through all the training. But what was good from my perspective that I pick things up quickly. Why? Because of my background. So, um, yeah, I got promoted on films quite quickly and, and things like that. So, yeah, wow. it, was, it was it was really good. So, yeah, you're just part of the set. And um, it's really interesting and enjoyable mm-hmm. if you like all of that sort of stuff. But again, for me... Um, it got to the point where it, I got to that same space where it was just, mm-hmm. it just felt the same old. And it wasn't the yeah. industry. I love the industry. Like they would always mm-hmm. say to me, like, you're not an average, you're not the average accountant on set. Yeah. I was so interested in what was happening and mm-hmm. um, I really enjoyed it. But again, that wasn't my role. So I had to really think, what again, what is it? So it was like kind of time for me to move on at that time. And I remember feeling quite bad, actually, because, again, I was so supported. I remember even emailing my boss at the time and saying, listen, this is my dream job. Like, I'm so excited to be here. And then, yeah, I just felt like it was time. Um, Again, I had that feeling inside, like, there's something To make the move. Yeah. And I was really scared because... Yeah, I was really scared actually. It was it wasn't it was very uncomfortable. Um I wasn't at the time I wasn't even sure what to do. But what I did know was that I wanted to leave. And what I did sorry, not that I needed to leave. And also what I really enjoyed from what I learned from being on set was I really liked the producer's role. So what the producer typically does is they do a bit of everything and I really Mm -hmm. admired that. So I then started looking to how could I become a producer? Um, and so, yeah, I was doing a lot of networking and so forth, but in me doing all of that, um, I then basically, um, was part of a community. I was like, you know what, Renish, if you're going to do all of this, that's fine, but you still need to have some money coming in. And so I remember being part of this community and someone saying to me, um, I need some help. Like I need a financial advisor. And I know sometimes typically, um, people are not necessary it's not a financial advisor they need um financial advisors typically deal with you know products and service they, yeah. they, they sell a product you know yeah. of some sort so um yeah i just i just asked like what what exactly do you need help with so they were like mm-hmm. i need help with um i'm not really good with managing my money i feel all over the place um i have a poor credit score i'm overwhelmed in credit card debt blah 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 right. You know, and I was like, oh, I can help you. I can, like, I can help you. And yeah, yeah, on the spot, I just, I just made up a price and they said, mm. yeah. Wow. <laughs> Literally, I didn't, I didn't even know financial coaching was a thing. Um, and I just helped her out. I did a really good job and she kept using me for, I think we worked together for about a year. Um, wow. And also she kept recommending me because as I kept helping with certain goals, she was like, okay, can you help me with this now? Can you help me with this? Mm-hmm. And then she kept recommending me. And today she's actually now, she's in her own business. Um, she wow. actually left her corporation um, and she's living on purpose. Like she's doing wow. that thing that she's called to do. She messaged me the other day. I'm in Jamaica. I'm on a TV show. I'm like, wow. What? That's crazy. <laughs> so that is insane. Yeah. So, you know, I, I've been able to, um, leave the corporate world and work in my business and I've also been able to help others do that which is it blesses me equally I'm not not it's not for everyone I have clients who they absolutely love their corporate job but they also have multiple Mm. businesses on the side so Mm. it's just about finding your thing if that makes sense like yeah yeah, yeah. bringing that out of you so I'm not trying to 
get anyone out of a job or say, you know, all corporate jobs are crap or whatever. No, that's not. But what I am saying is that live on purpose. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 That, that makes sense. Wow. Wow. That is, I've got so many questions, follow up questions. Okay. (laughs) So my first question is, so after you, you know, you started helping her, how, how did you feel at that moment? Did you feel like you clearly were confident in what you were offering? Right. Because you kept on saying yes, you, you weren't nervous. You said I can do this, so you were—you already knew you could do it, right? That's the first question. Second, what did you do after her? Like, how did you find more clients, and how did you figure out actually this is a thing that I can do as a business? Let mm. me do. Let me do this full time. Yeah, good, very good question. So, to answer your first question of mm-hmm. was I fully confident? Uh, yeah. Yes and no. To be honest, yeah. I. I I remember Richard Branson saying this, say yes and mm-hmm. figure it out later. So there was the <laughs> yeah, a majority of it, I, I knew what to do, but there were still bits yeah. that probably I figured out. But because she was my yeah. first client and I was very transparent, she knew that. So we worked together, like she just told me what she wanted, but she was always blown away with what I did. And what ultimately what I did is I took those principles that I learned from my accounting world and I applied it to her as an individual. Okay. That's that's what I did. So because that's what happened to me when I was in the corporate world. I was making money, but I couldn't see my money. And so I was like, I'm good at managing other people's money. Let me apply these tools and techniques into my own personal finances. So literally, I, you know, I, you know, I was a commercial accountant. I had various, I was finance manager. So I would literally have monthly meetings with myself. I'd go through my numbers with myself. I would, mm-hmm. certain things I would do um, that I learned from working in my okay. role. And so I did that very same thing. So it kind of blew her mind away with all of that. And it's, it's a lifestyle having a finance coach. Yeah. You know, she liked it, it is, as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She liked it. I, I got a financial coach, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she would always tell me uh, that. I have to speak to my finance coach first and then, you know, she would tell people that, but yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of how I put it this way. I didn't know everything, but as I went Mm -hmm. along and I listened to the client Mm -hmm. and what she needed and I just, her at her needs basically of what she wanted. Um, And I just figured it out as I went along. And I think sometimes people don't go for a job or don't go for something because they want to get every single thing right. It doesn't work like that. Maybe some things it does, but typically speaking, you learn as you go along. Yes, I'm not saying don't be structured and organized, but sometimes you just have to go out and just figure it all out, you know, and then you learn next time you get better and better. So now how we operate, she probably, if she came into the business now, she she probably wouldn't be able to cope in a sense because we've just leveled up in a different way. It's so different to when we first started. So, um, but again, through all those lessons and learnings, and if I didn't understand something, I would apologize and say, do you know, I'm going to get back to you on that. You know, things like that, just having a really open conversation um, with my client and really helping her get results. I'm very much results orientated. Like I love to hear the win. So Mm -hmm. uh, when they get results, I win too. Do you know what I mean? So we have a common goal. Um, So yeah, that's- Love that, love that. Yeah, so that's that and then the second part of your question, you know, how do I get majority of, how do I then get new clients and so forth? So my client, how my business was actually built was through referrals, literally. Okay. So that client 
literally recommended me to her cousin, recommended me, like she would always share what okay. I was doing for her. I and then people would be like, that. oh, like, I'm curious, like, what is this? Because it's likely if she's going through that, that her friends will be going mm-hmm. through, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. You know, they say you're yeah. some of the, the five people you spend the most time with mm-hmm. um, and so forth. So, yeah, she would then recommend me. I actually even gave her an incentive. You know, if anyone comes through yourself, I'll give you a percentage. Um, I then started to show up more on Instagram and actually okay. share. I remember one time I was like, uh, I had a coach and she was like, put it out now. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't listen by next week, you're going to have those clients, but you have to show up. So literally I remember (laughs) I put out something like looking to work with two clients, message me ASAP. (laughs) If you're you're serious about your finances. (laughs) (laughs) You sounded nervous. (laughs) And then um, one person actually responded and then another person messaged me um, for another means um, and was like, yeah, I'd like to learn more. And I actually got my two clients. Wow. So again, it just what? shows when you put something out, you know, mm-hmm. what happened. So yeah, I was really, yeah. really excited. And also the level of clientele I got from, mm-hmm. you know, from quite early, you know, was pretty impressive to me um, as okay. well. Yeah, that's kind of how it's, it started um, for me. But networking, my, my network um really helped me big time like friends would post not all of them but a lot of them did would share and they've seen my growth and my elevation and yeah they're like this is you like I like well done like so that's kind of how it how it started but yeah network my circle just sharing um but also Mm -hmm. me putting myself out and doing something that was very uncomfortable because I was very uncomfortable about I used to feel sick going on Instagram and doing all of this. So I've developed. I've not really, now. Yeah, not now. Not now. Sometimes it tries, that those feelings try to come, but I, yeah. I can't come in. I'm like, not today. Yeah. But you do lives now. So yeah, you're, you're at the highest level now. Because live, I would say live is probably the most, of all of them, it's probably the most nerve wracking because you're actually live. It's not pre-recorded or anything. Mm-hmm. You're actually live there speaking to somebody and people are, listening to you watching you commenting and stuff like yeah. that so yeah you you definitely broken through all the barriers <laughs> crazy yeah. wow wow that that's epic and i'm sure that you know this is what i love to hear i love to hear because i think a lot of people um, you know obviously you know you've used all the avenues that you can use to grow so you've gotten referral you've incentivized like you know your client You've then gone, okay, let me actually get myself out on social media. Because I feel like social media is like, it's, I mean, you've got a billion people (laughs) online that you may never actually come close to in real life, but you can online. It's just like with a click of a button. So it's it's great that you are um, finding it there. I wanted to like understand like a little bit more in terms, because you mentioned that you help people you know, find their purpose. And I, I know you were getting on to me about this when, when we spoke on the phone. So you help people like find their purpose. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Like how you do yeah. that as well as, you know, helping them with their, their money. Yeah. So I, I, how I'd like to put it is I help people to stop hiding behind their finances. Like I feel like people make excuses why they can't do X. Oh, I don't have enough money to start that business. Oh, I don't have enough money to do this. Or where is it going to come from? I don't know how, like, 
just stuff like that. Whereas for me, um, I think we can all have excuses every single day, but what are we going to actually do about it? So what I help my clients do is get their foundation right, help them to gain a level of peace in their finances so that they can start showing up and living on purpose. I truly believe once you have a vision, once you know you're calling your purpose, like I truly believe your purpose will make way for you. And it's done that very thing for me. Has it been easy all the time? No, I'm not going to sit on here and say it has. No, sometimes it's so uncomfortable. Like sometimes you don't know necessarily where the next client's going to come from, but that's why we create systems in your business. So ultimately what we're doing is creating a system in your finances that works for you. So a lot of people, when they hear or think of a finance coach, they think of tracking and budgeting. And I think fantastic but it is so much more to financial coaching than tracking and budgeting and no disrespect to those tools uh, and strategies but there's more to it okay that's one way um but there's a lot of deeper work that has to be done there's a lot of breaking beliefs shifting mindsets uh healing financial traumas that's happened um uh what else do we kind of it it just it goes into so much depth is bigger than the number crunching. And I think Bob Proctor said it very, very good. Like success Mm -hmm. is 90% mindset and Mm -hmm. strategy is only 10%. So what does that say? A lot of it has to do with the way that we think. Because when you think about mindset, you know, your mind is set in a particular way. Um, And so what what is that? You know, if you were to Google the definition, it'll be probably saying something along the lines of uh, a set of beliefs and values that one has. So when you really get deep into what is it? Like, why am I thinking this way? Why do I believe this? And really challenge that and really open yourself up to something new. You start operating differently. Because if I didn't come out of the bubble that I was in, in terms of the corporate world of the mm-hmm. get paid once a month, like, <laughs> no, there's this 365 yeah. days in the year. Yeah. I used to only get, get paid, paid every day. 12 times, but one can yeah. get paid every single day, multiple yeah. times a day. And so it's opening yourself up to that. But some people can't see because they're they're in their in their zone, in their comfort zone. They haven't come yeah. out of that. And you know, that's what I've done. I've come out of my comfort zone. And yeah, I'm just <laughs> walking out on water a lot of the time. Yeah. You know. And that's the wonderful thing. And I think, especially with entrepreneurship, I remember I was on this coaching call and, and one of the coaches said, Listen, half the time people don't entrepreneurs don't even know what they're doing. A hundred facts. 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 <laughs> so it's crazy. But again, it's not you have to have a level of faith. And for me, this mm. is where my spiritual growth has just been, mm-hmm. been everything to me because I, I don't know how I would have done it. I wouldn't have done it on my own strength. You yeah. know. Um and, and knowing certain scriptures, especially the faith ones, uh <laughs> has just been everything to me is giving me a level of peace um in in being an entrepreneur you know sometimes i'm like god you've given me this idea you've put this on yeah. this I, I need movement <laughs> i've had to fast i've had to do all kinds of stuff <laughs> to see shifts but it's it's so worth it for me and when i hear my clients and see their results and mm-hmm. yeah it's just it's, it's a breath of fresh air so yeah wow Wow, wow, love it. You said so much. And I wanted to actually like hone in on like mindset and like breaking beliefs. So, because I was thinking when you were saying that, I was like, wow, it's like, it's almost like 
it's basically therapy, but like, let's talk about it like financial therapy. I mean, even therapy these days, I wouldn't say it's scrutinized, but I don't think it's, it's not as wide as it should be because, you know, we, we as adults, cause I, I've gone through therapy myself, right. To better understand myself as a person. Right. And I think what you realize from it is you as an adult are just a reflection of your upbringing or what you experienced as a child and stuff like that. But you've never actually really questioned why you do things. You just, you just sort of on automatic pilot until you sat down with somebody that was actually, why do I react (laughs) that way? Why do I do this? Why do I think in this way? You Mm. never really questioned it. So it's, it sounds almost like a similar thing. Like when somebody says, Oh, I can't, I can't make a hundred thousand. And you're like, why can't you? There's a, a million people out there doing it right oh i can't because of you do you know what i mean you're getting them almost to question themselves um so yeah it seems it seems like it's a, a sort of thing in terms of like because mindset you yourself have to have believed in yourself right mm-hmm. what's been your biggest challenge from you know migrating from a nine to five to being an entrepreneur because it, it's, it was very brave of you for you to leave a company like netflix how massive that company is is well known. I mean, we're still in, we're still watching, you know, watching Top Boy on Netflix. I'm a big <laughs> Netflix fan. <laughs> um, like, how? Like, what was the biggest challenge for you? Like, what did you learn? Like, doing that. Yeah, it it was, and I still got a bit of tingles in in my stomach, and and the setup was so good because you know, being in the film and TV industry a lot of the times people don't know their next gig, but I was actually, I had a, a contract with Netflix where they promised to always give me work on, on, wow. on their shows. So it, it, it was such a good thing. And that was one of the hardest things because yeah. I remember, I, I don't know how true this was, but one of my colleagues who got onto the program at the time, he said over 700 people applied for this opportunity. So I'm thinking wow. 700 people, we got selected and I'm about to give up this opportunity. But again, again, going back to inside, like what, what feeling does it give me when I, when yeah. I go there? And, and it's not the company. It's what I was doing. It didn't yeah. fulfill me. And even today in my business, and this is why I've hired people to do those things I don't enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually outsourced my, we've, we've literally this week actually hired a, an accounting assistant. <laughs> literally okay. but i'm just not interested in it anymore like yeah. I, I have my accountant's calling me we need this did i i i'm an entrepreneur now <laughs> if that makes sense yeah. and before i used to be <laughs> kind of bad, yeah. like embarrassed you know I'm, I'm i'm an accountant you know it's my background and this that, and the other but i just yeah. don't enjoy it anymore yeah um, and i think that's okay and i think being okay with that like Yes, one thing that you used to love, you don't love it anymore. And change, being open to change. So yeah. that's probably one thing that I've learned is that it's okay to change your mind. Mm-hmm. It, it's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. It's okay to try something new. It's okay to get it wrong. You know, it's okay. Like you've learned, like you had the balls to leave a, a fantastic opportunity like that. Yeah. And now go out and, and, and help people on another level. But also it opened me up in the sense of, there are limitless possibilities, like because some yeah. of the things that I've been able to do in my business, I, I, I don't believe I would have had that opportunity working okay. in the TV industry. So literally this weekend, you know, I, I was filming, I got selected as um, a, a cover to be part of a cover. Um, wow. 
of, of a ma- an international magazine like we were shooting wow. and so forth like these opportunities um you know i've been featured in the daily mail featured in forbes um i've been a mentored by levi roots i've been a mentor wow. I, I get coached now by natwest bank i've been mentored by google like wow. would these opportunities have come to mm-hmm. me had i been still working in the film and tv industry you know so probably not yeah yeah um so yeah that that those things encourage me that actually hey mm-hmm. what could be the possibilities and what i've realized is all of that what i did had not gone to waste at all i now yeah. i'm basically a producer in my own business like yeah, this this is that. part of it like this is why i love doing things like this you know even on instagram you know videos and this like you're producing i'm, I'm a producer so um I'm doing all those things that I love, even from a child, you know, when I go back to my childhood and, you know, I would play, you know, Monopoly, Payday, all these things. I would write books. I would teach, like, I would have a board and I would, like, to my little sister, I'd be teaching her stuff and things like that. Like, it's all now manifesting for me. I'm a, Love it. I'm basically a teacher, <laughs> if that yeah. makes sense. Um, I'm in the process of writing a book. I, you know, all those things. So, yeah, it just brings me wow. back to that. And that's a good place. You mentioned at the beginning of the call that some people yeah. don't really know their purpose. They don't really know mm-hmm. what to do. And I truly believe going back to when you were a child, when you were about eight years old, what did you actually like to do? I used to, like I used to play Monopoly, Payday, and I used to play it by myself because my little sister wasn't old enough to play with me. And my right hand would play my left hand, and I would do it. <laughs> <laughs> I really would. I would, you know, anytime I'd be the banker or yeah. You know, I always, as well as a kid, had money. I would, yeah. you know, working or I always had money. I, I, I don't know why or how. Or, yeah, but it was something something about it it sounds like <laughs> mad so yeah wow. yeah so wow. that's a good place to start really wow that is crazy and um i've been enjoying your journey so far and what you've been describing to me so i wanted to 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 know um so you know going back to to mindset you know we we spoke about it on the phone right you said that mindset is one of the most important thing you know, mm-hmm. can you can you elaborate a bit more about that so yeah. that the listeners yeah. know what we're yeah, what, yeah what sure so i i like to break down so within money heave we have a framework one of the frameworks is you uproot repair and replant your finances so mm-hmm. one of the best places to start is by uprooting okay and within that um i've got a couple more concepts which is money mindset money management and money movement so when we talk about money mindset we're literally challenging your relationship with money we're challenging your way of thinking do you have a fixed mindset or do you have a growth mindset what do i mean by fixed like your mind is set in a particular way or i'm not good at maths i I can't manage my money I, Mm -hmm. i i can never do that job like you think in such a fixed way whereas if you have a growth mindset you truly believe that based on your effort you can be really good at this. So for me as an entrepreneur, I truly believe based on my effort, I've not been shown how to do necessarily how to do. Yes, I have invested in coaches and things like that, but I still need to think for myself, if that makes sense. 
they're, they are, yes, they're giving their, their counsel, but I'm still the entrepreneur, if, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, however, when it comes to my health now, I've got a bit of a fixed mindset. I remember doing horse riding. I did a few lessons. I was like, you know what? This is not working for me. I'm not really good at it. When actually I probably was really good at it. And actually the lady who was coaching me at the time or helping me train, she was like, you're really good at this. But because I couldn't do certain things, I'm like, no, this is not working for me. I don't want to do it anymore. I had a fixed mindset, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, kind of like thinking that I have to be born with it to be good at it. I can't, I can't learn. So I've had to develop that um, in terms of my health. So, um, and it's just identifying it, like, how do you think about money? How do you behave about money? Educating yeah. yourself on that. And, and but the, the first step I would say, because we could talk all day, but it's just awareness. What is your relationship like with money? If money were a yeah. person, what would money say to you? Oh, yeah. you just spend me once. As soon as I come in, you spend me. Oh, you just hold on to me. Oh, mm-hmm. um, you don't like being around me. As soon as I come in, you just get rid of me. Like, what would money say to you if it were a person? I like I'm that not idolizing money here. Absolutely not. We yeah. don't do that. Yeah. But what is your relationship like with money? And I feel like that's a good place to really start to identify okay. where you are at in terms of your relationship with money. We have a relationship with pretty much everything. I have a relationship yeah. with food here, which encouraged you to, you know, offer. There was a, a connection of some sort. Mm-hmm. built for you then to say to me would you like to come on and, and yeah. share for example yeah that's the relationship so yeah. um that's 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 formed so it's, it's the same with that with, with money so that's a great place to start in this short space of time that we have <laughs> okay wow 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 i'm definitely gonna have to get you on for for another episode because we've got so much more to talk about in terms of you know wealth building clients but you dropped so many gems. You dropped so, yeah. so many gems. And it's been really great hearing, you know, your story. And, you know, I, I feel very happy for you that you actually took the leap. Because a lot of people, you know, even me, when I think about myself, like, I wanted to do so many different things myself. And I only took the leap. I finally did. But I only took the leap two years ago. Right. And there's still some people listening now that want to take the leap. They've just been waiting for 10 years. And they just it's just gonna be shoulda coulda woulda you know and there was two quotes actually when you said something um there was one thing that you were talking about like you know sometimes just do things before you're ready and I remember there was a there's a famous technologist um because I work in the technology industry and he said something like if you ship if you're shipping if you're all right with what you're shipping you've already shipped too late basically saying that you need to be iterating you should be embarrassed of your first product because you've already improved 10 times over if you're shipping at a point where it's perfected it's no good right you've not really learned anything from that so that was one thing the other thing was it's a little bit more dire but it was um they say there's no more richness of ideas than in a grave so that's alluding Mm -hmm. to people who just never actioned all the ideas that they have in their head and like you know i feel like with your story, I'm hoping that it would encourage a lot of people who are listening to this to, to go, you know, go far ahead. So I wanted to, to leave with on this note. Mm-hmm. What what can you give us a final word for, for the listeners? And then we'll <laughs> also share like where they can find you, Twitter, mm-hmm. Instagram, any other platforms. Sure. Um, final word. 
what's just coming to me now is is a saying from Henry Ford. If you think you can or you think you can't, either way, you're absolutely right. Yeah, just working on taking a new risk, you know, take a new risk. If you really want to see a new result, you know, they say it's insanity to do the same thing over and over again and to expect a new result. So if you want to see, see a change, um, then do something different. One way that yeah. I did that was I got into coaching. I got myself a coach. I didn't know about it. My dad told me about a coach and I was like, no, I'm good. I, I don't need help. <laughs> like, it's cool. <laughs> uh, and then actually, I remember just being so frustrated by my results. And actually, that was one thing that supported me with my transition out of the mm-hmm. corporate world, uh, out right. of, uh, from the former TV industry. Yeah, I had a coach um, and she really helped me uh, to build that confidence and develop and look at me today now I'm a coach myself so yeah get help as well you know let's stop trying to do everything on our own there's no mm-hmm. shame in, in, in getting help um, like even for me I could do everything in my business but actually is that adding value no I've now hired a team I've invested in my team to actually take on some of the res- some of the stuff so that I can focus on taking the business to the next level focusing on the the income generating activities focus on you know the visioning and and all that sort of stuff making that decision so again that's a risk for me this is my baby this i've put everything into that so to let someone in i remember when i first got help i was like but but now it's like i'm so glad like wow my team are absolutely amazing i'm so grateful yeah i I think in a nutshell yeah don't be afraid to get help don't be afraid to pay for things i know sometimes it's maybe a new concept to get coaching and and things like that but you don't know what you don't know and sometimes things are offered to you free you don't show up as you as you should so Mm -hmm. um, don't be afraid to pay for things don't be afraid to take a risk you know you can always make more money you really can you can yeah. always create more money the one thing yeah. you can't get back is your time so yeah 100%. understanding the power of money and also the power of your time which is the greatest mm-hmm. currency of all in my opinion mm-hmm. your time yeah you know so yeah those will be my final words so i do hope that that encourages someone blesses someone um you can follow me at ronish uh, R-O-N-E-I-S-H uh, that's my personal page but I've also got a business page which is Money Heave so that's monies and then Heave H-E-A-V-E um, also I'd like to bless you all actually and actually I typically um, charge about £27 for this but if you do get to this part of it <laughs> of this then I want to bless love you love it love it we're getting special <laughs> offers on the podcast <laughs> so if you go to um, moneybundle.co.uk you will have a free gift. It will help you to gain control of your finances. It will help you to shift your relationship with money. Um, yeah, there's a few bonuses in there. So definitely, definitely check it out. Um, and send me a message, you know, if you've listened to this, then feel free to reach out. And if anything's blessed you, then let me know too. Um, awesome, yeah, awesome. Thank you. Thank, and thank you for inviting me. Um, I feel very blessed and very honored to be here today and to be part of your vision. And I just think yeah. it's absolutely amazing. And as I told you on the phone, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> anyway, we'll go there. Yeah, but yeah. No, I, I, I told you already. Yeah, I knew I was going to get you onto the podcast as soon. So, you know, the interesting thing. So I actually met Ranish through my friend Clarence. Uh, we were all outside with my fiance as well and a few other people. We were all outside Earn Your Leisure's event a few weeks ago. So do you see what I'm saying? We all think alike, right? Because I was going there. I was going there for a networking event, but I was also going to, I was actually quite nervous as well. I was like, you know what? I'm going regardless. 
whatever it is because I could meet people potentially I want to get on a podcast I could meet somebody that could blow my mind any of those things any of those possibilities and for me that was exciting so yeah I, I met Renisha and I was like wow she's great I've got to get onto the podcast she's gonna bless everybody um you know all the listeners and yeah you, you delivered so you know I'm, I'm more than I'm more than um happy and I'm, I'm grateful that you you know you took some time out of your day to to come onto the podcast and we're definitely going to get you in for another episode please do uh follow Renish on the platforms that she mentioned and yeah take take um the opportunity as well especially if it's, it's a free bundle normally worth 27 pounds you say? i mean that's what i charge it's worth so much more um that okay. you know the value wow. is 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 a lot bigger than the 27 pounds i tell you that um but yeah if you yeah. think the things there um you'll be happy <laughs> yeah okay 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 i'm gonna go and download my coffee well. yeah, download you oh, may not need it though but <laughs> well, well, you never know you never know this is why we like we help each other out like you just never know like what's gonna happen um but yeah on that note it's been great having you on the episode ranish i hope listeners that you've enjoyed this episode of the takeoff and we'll see you next week Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.